Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have the completion of one of our favorite topics, which is, ready for this? The Ultimate Guide to Getting Everything You Want in Life. Now, um, I did get an email right before the show uh, that I just responded to where someone was criticizing us for not mentioning the offer for a free coaching call till the end of the show, and they didn't have a chance to write the URL down. So here it is. If you need a free coaching call now, which a lot of you do, and you want to speak with one of our new member coaches, just go to free coaching calls and it's calls as in plural, free coaching calls for agents.com. And when you go there and schedule your free coaching call, you're obviously going to get a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. It's a 20 to 30 minute coaching call. They're going to focus you in on your lead generation wheel, help you to really kind of reel in some of the expectations you have about what's going to work in this changing market for generating business for yourself. Um, and then you also get an opportunity to learn about Premier Coaching. Uh, so, Julie, you were telling me about a very interesting conversation you had with one of your great agents in Long Beach. Do you mind kind of relaying that to the listeners without using names if you don't want to? Um, remind me what I was reminding you about. I've had Chicago on um, my mind for a second. Nope. <laughs> well, if you have a story from Chicago that's more interesting, that's fine. <laughs> no, Maybe okay, you do. Go ahead. No, remind was, me. Give me. Give me a nugget. Oh, no, it's, it was, the um, agent who you are coaching who had a bunch – like had five agents come into her office because oh, she's the top about. producer in the office. And, yeah, and she was – and they were all panicked because they just attended some big bullshit fest event in uh, yeah. Irvine or wherever it was, and they were like overwhelmed with – so th- yeah. here's like, – Yeah, like the questions were – the questions were basically, do I really need all of these widgets and wadgets? Is all of this necessary? The, the sense that I'm not really a tech person, am I falling behind? And these were strong agents, you know. These were not just like, you know, people fresh off of the agent cart or however you want to put that. These were people That's who good. already have strong, robust businesses but had been made to feel maybe overly insecure about what they were or were not using and gathering. And the, the conversation that we had with my client was, you know, we all need technology. We are not anti-technology, of course. You can't be in this day and age against that. That's just crazy talk. But the idea of using the tools that work for you, that you know how to work, things like Cloud CMA, Evernote, you know, even top producer, the things that work for you, you know, the, the technological solutions that you need to go towards are things that you'll actually use, right? And just because that's not 26 different flavors of something does not mean that you suck, okay? But I, I think that the general feeling was that coming off of those events, especially when they're two or three days and it's just being blasted at you all the time and it's a bit of a, uh, you know, idea fest type of thing, of course, you can walk away being really overwhelmed, really frustrated, and we were surprised at the impact it has to certain agents' confidence levels. So it's almost well, like but that ultimately, damage but it's control. By, it's, but it, it's by design. The intent of those uh, types of events, and this is the reason that we tell you guys to be, always stay focused, follow one course until successful, 
And then I know there are a lot of people out there that are, you know, doing these big events to try to basically get you to feel insecure about what you're doing in your business. The reason they're doing it that way is so that you will succumb to buying whatever it is they have for sale. It's a very old, um, essentially the internet marketers about 20 years ago started doing these big events. At these big events, you'd have all these different people that were selling products. They would be your stage speakers. They'd go up there, and they'd start talking about their whatever. They'd have a 15- or 20-minute little spiel, and then at the end of it, you'd basically you decide to buy whatever they had for sale or not, and the person hosting the event would revenue share with whoever it was that was on stage. Well, that is the same model that has been adopted at a lot of these real estate events. And it's insidious because of the fact that many of the agents attending don't realize they're just going to a long, protracted sales pitch for a bunch of crap they probably don't need. And they're, feel, and they're left to feel vulnerable and insecure because they're confused about what they should be doing. And you guys do not need to be real estate technologists. There is no such thing, really. You do not need to be IT experts. You do not need to be worrying about how to weave together your big online presence and how many likes and how many all these other things you need to do. Those are ancillary things that maybe you never even have to think about. This just I know it's strange, and I know what I'm telling you guys is not trendy. I know a lot of you believe that to be successful in real estate, you have to have a billion likes and a thousand followers. I mean, how long ago was it that when someone was bragging about the number of followers they had, they were a cult leader? I mean, have you thought about that? It's kind of it funny, right? Odd. You know. It is a little odd. So nowadays people want to talk about how many followers they have on Twitter. I mean, that was like, you know, 70s and 80s when you heard about a cult being discovered in the back hills of wherever. They always described the cult leader and all of his followers. But anyway, I digress. So the point of it is, is that all those things, and when you are led to believe that they are the most important things you should be focusing on in real estate, that's just a straight up lie because it's not true. So many of you guys get into this business and you're, and I'm really, I always focus like my back, my mind. I'm always thinking the thing that keeps me my true North really at the end of the day, when I'm doing this podcast with Julie and we're trying to decide what we're going to present to all of you. I know she's thinking the same thing I'm thinking. What would we have wanted, been wanted to expose to uh, in the first five years of our real estate business back when we were in our twenties? Because we know what actually worked to help us make money, and we know all the things that we basically meandered into that actually didn't make us money. Maybe they made us more famous, or maybe they created more transactions, or maybe they made it so that more people thought we were amazing, but they didn't actually make us money. And so all these companies are out there right now, and it's, there's more companies out there trying to sell you this basic same thing that there ever has been. And virtually all of it has to do with your CRMs and your business management, passive lead generation, all these things that you think are going to work. But let's be honest, guys, most of you in this business don't have any, you have no basis to understand why these things would or wouldn't work. So when someone is on a stage and they're telling you how this amazing, miraculous thing did all these amazing, miraculous things, you, generally speaking, don't have enough actual experience. I'm not being condescending. I'm just stating a fact. If you just accept this, then you'll basically give yourself permission to start saying no and saying no more aggressively and more frequently. So when you hear somebody and you see people on stage and they're, maybe even it's a team, maybe it's somebody with a bunch of awards and a bunch of plaques, you will then start gravitating towards that type of behavior, and you will then substitute what were, was your own goals and motivations for what that person had as their goals and motivations. So, for example, it should not surprise any long-term listeners to know that most big teams make no profit. It should not surprise any long-term listeners to know that most brokerages make virtually no profit. It should surprise no one who's a long-time listener on this podcast to know that most people are honestly not profit-driven. 
Most people will literally spend money for ego gratification. And when you see agents doing billboards, when you see agents doing these team things, when you see agents like at these big events, you see these agents walking around. We used to go to these events. We used to participate in these events back when we were selling real estate. We were uh, basically on the stages of all these events. We know exactly what we're talking about from the audience's perspective and also from basically being a presenter's perspective. All of that stuff is nothing but smoke and mirrors. In all the years that we were involved in any of these other big events, you, it, it was incredibly rare. Like on one hand, I can count the number of people that I actually met who are genuinely well-off uh, that came as a result of them selling real estate. Because what most people do, I'm going to say this again, and I know this is counterintuitive, is if, if given the choice between famous, and famous is defined as however you want to define it in your local market, or being rich, famous or being rich, and we can expand the word famous. Let's say famous is adulation, people looking up for you, uh, up to you, you having your name on a door, on a sign, on a building, you being seen as some big successful thing. So famous is just like all those ego emotions, and the, the other choice is rich. Rich is where you just keep your head down, you do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You focus on listings, you keep your profit margins at least 75%. You have a small team that maybe only that your sellers and your happy past customers have heard of. Okay, this is how you run your life. You work a normal life, you work a normal day, you have a scheduled discipline day. At the weekends you don't have to work because you're prominently a listing agent. You are running a very, very profitable business. And with the profit from that business, you then reinvest that money and you invest that things that into things that create passive income for you. Rental properties is obviously the thing we suggest all of you guys look for. Lots of past shows on rental properties. Lots of you got into real estate because you wanted to buy rental properties. You get into real estate. What do you end up spending your profit on if you have any bullshit marketing? And then you don't have any money to actually buy rental properties. True. That's happening to many of you listening. Go back and listen to the past podcasts we did on buying rental properties. So here's the moral of the story. If given a choice between being famous and all the ego gratification that goes along with that, that very shallow sort of fake ego gratification and being rich, given those two extremes, which would you choose? Now, intellectually, all of you guys are saying rich. I get it. But what, what do you actually do? You pursue the fame. Why? Because you think the pursuit of the fame is going to lead to money, and it doesn't. You have to choose. Do you want to be famous or do you want to be rich? It's very rare that someone gets both. It's very common that someone basically will be, oh, my gosh, I had, you know, that person was the better, biggest, whatever. They had a helicopter. They had a plane. I mean, Julie and I used to go to these Howard Britton events when Julie and I were Howard stars, right? And some of you guys have been around as long as we have, so you know what I'm talking about. And there would be people, I remember very clearly, we were checking in at a Ritz-Carlton because Howard always did his star events at these really expensive places which made our teeth itch, but that aside. And there were several people, stars that were checking in at the Ritz-Carlton at the same time we were, who had flown in on their own private jets. This is a true story that I'm telling you. And I, wonder, I remember one guy who was standing next to me who was a very sweet guy, and won't mention his name. He was from Texas. He sold real estate with his wife, and he had a Rolex on that probably had more diamonds in it than all of the royal family in London has in their secret vault. I mean, this thing was insane. You could see I remember. it from Mars. I it was next so, to you. I remember. It wasn't just don't that. It was like names. rubies yes, and you were, gold but, nuggets. And I know, but flashy. don't mention yeah. names. Don't mention I'm names, not. okay? Nope. Okay, because here's why. When the market changed, when there was a recession that happened as a result of the tech crash, and their individual market basically took a back seat, it was maybe six months later that you started hearing rumors that these people basically were in bankruptcy. 
and then things got worse for them. Now, that same scenario is playing itself out now. That same scenario played itself out 12 or 13 years ago. There are people that we knew that, I mean, again, I'm not going to mention names, but there are people that Julie and I knew that were uh, on stages at all the national events. People would, you know, have them rolled out as being some sort of guru of real estate. One guy used to show up and literally looking like he was some sort of Indian guru and basically, you know, the whole pajama routine. And he would show up and he would be on stage and, and people would flock to him afterwards and think he had some sort of aura. And he sold real estate to all the biggest celebrities you can possibly imagine. He rolled around in a uh, limo driven whatever. Mm. He had a private helicopter. You guys get the whole idea. He had bazillions of properties. He would go on. Everyone would think he was the richest guy in the world. Okay. Market changed in Miami. This was 12 or 13 years ago. The guy went bankrupt. This pattern happens again and again and again and again and again, and it's going to happen again now. Because what happens is nobody except Julie and I and maybe a couple other people, Pat Hyben does it as well, tell you straight up, if you are given a choice between famous and being rich, intellectually, you're going to say rich, but all of you pursue the fame. That is a fallacy of the ego. That is something you need to be introspective about. Otherwise, you're never going to accumulate anything. And here's the bittersweet sadness about all the pursuit of fame. It is shallow, and it is, especially these days, incredibly short-lived. You might get on TV, and we've coached the Bravo TV stars. You guys know that. We've had them as personal clients. We've had, you know, you might get on TV. You might have a TV show. You might have custom-made suits and roll around in a chauffeur-driven Rolls Royce, and you are famous, and everyone thinks you're badass. But behind the scenes, you have no money. You've accumulated nothing. And in your head, you're rationalizing that as saying, well, it's to come. I'm going to have some big liquidity event in the future. Or some of you guys actually think you're going to sell your real estate practice. I'm going to sell my brokerage. Brokerages and real estate teams, if they sell, they sell for nothing. Literally, I won't get into it. We've done interviews. Listen to the one we did with Steve Murray from Real Trends. Um, just go to our face or go to our um, main site, timandjulieharris.com, and on the search bar, put Steve Murray and listen to the interview I did with him. He goes through the numbers, and he's done this subsequently on other people's podcasts and live on stage. There is no money in running an ego-driven, a no profit in an ego-driven team or an ego-driven. Now there are people out there that we've coached, that we've been friends with, that you've never heard of. The number one agent. Um, now, I've never actually talked to this guy, but the number one agent in New York City, listing agent, he, no, he just – I think his first name is John. You've never heard of him. I just told you his first name. He has no ego presence. He does not go around flashing anything. He's a very low-key, normal-looking guy, and he's the number one listing agent in New York City. I, I, maybe he isn't today, but he's been for a long time. And when you go to these different markets, you look at like L.A., you look at uh, Miami, you look at the people that you probably don't associate – with being that as successful and as rich as they are because they keep their heads down every day and they focus on where the money is in this business, which is on the listing side of the business. You have to list to last, and there's all these other sayings that have been around since dirt. But the truth is, is you guys are getting into this business or you've been in this business for a long period of time, and you're making decisions based on ego that are not going to result in you ever making any profit. You might have years where everyone thinks you basically invented sliced bread. Where every, back before people knew about carbs, when that was a good thing. Where everyone thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. How about that? Where you basically get lots of plaques, lots of awards. You're on lots of stages. You just have your butt kissed. You're on CNBC. You're on Bloomberg the next day. You are bad. Badass. 
okay, market changes, and because you had not been saving, because you've not been disciplined about your profit margins, because you've been one of these agents that goes to these big seminars and these big events like the one that just happened in California, and you end up, okay, I'll take that, I'll do that, I'll do the other thing, I'll do the other thing, I'll do blah, 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 blah. and you end up basically weaving together this big monstrosity of BS, thinking that's what you're supposed to be doing after all. All these other people wouldn't be doing it. Well, guess what? All those other people are also building non-profitable real estate practices. So they're doing – it's just confirmation bias. When you're in an environment like that, you're surrounded by other people who are also making you know, ego-based decisions that aren't based on profit. And so, of course, they're going to be latching on to all of that. And then what happens? More vendors show up. More people try to sell you more things. Oh, I tried that. I was doing that the last 18 months. What's the newest and greatest thing? Oh, we're going to do predictive marketing. Okay, well, let's rush to that. Okay, that's old news. Now what are we going to do? Oh, shit, we've got to worry about you know, AI. Oh, well, that's not going to work anymore. What are we going to you know? And this is what the herd does. You guys just – it, it, they lose money every step of the way. All of a sudden, the market changes. All of a sudden, the economy changes. And all of these teams walking around at these events, acting like they're kings of the world, what happens to them? The teams go away. The agents quit. They discover that all these agents that work for them as their teams, that they've been investing all their time and energy into trying to basically you know, bring – those agents quit, and they go and start their own practices. They leave. Oh, my gosh, I have two key people on my real estate team for about another 60 days because they're going to quit and basically take some of your sellers with them too. That's what happens. Whereas had you just been focusing on focusing on every single day generating listing leads, you know, going through the process of actually going out there and being a kick-ass listing agent, and the only number, had you just always had – the only number that you really need to focus on in real estate is your magic number. In other words, the total number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals. Had you done that from the beginning, had you not lost focus and allowed somebody else to weasel into your brain and basically you know, play into your insecurities and your ego and make you think you're supposed to be doing all these ridiculous things, had you just stayed on focused on being a listing agent, I assure you, that's what's going to move the needle for you because you're going to have huge profit margins. You can ignore all the, you know, doesn't matter if the market's going up or it's down. Doesn't matter. You're a listing agent. Doesn't matter if buyer's agent's commissions go away. They're going to go away. Those of you who have built your businesses predicated on buyer agent commissions, you're going to see the biggest pinch in your uh, revenue that you've ever can possibly imagine over the next 24 months. I guarantee it. So if you think you're going to basically make ends meet by selling buyer-side transactions individually, whereas a team or a brokerage, think again. That's going to be the next line of attack that all of these iBuyer companies and whatnot go after. Buyer-side commissions are going to get absolutely eliminated in the very near future. That's going to leave the listing agents. Are you going to, how long are you going to wait to discover what I'm saying to you is true? Are you going to wait for the recession to hit you? Are you going to basically you know, try to perpetuate this broken model that you've been running? Just, how can Tim and Julie possibly be right? I don't hear this from anybody else. It's because they're part of the game. It's because they get paid from you basically staying part of that machine. They don't give a shit if you make profit or not. Why would they? They want you to believe that there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Just do a bigger team. Have an expansion, expansion team. Do more marketing. Spend more money. They aren't talking to you about profit. Why don't they talk to you about profit? Why is that never a topic of any of these big real estate events? It isn't all of ours, you know? Why is it that nobody talks about that? I, I looked at the agenda for two of the events that happened most recently. Let's say a, you know, something notable, more than 1,000 agents attending. None of them had a single topic about profit. 
all of them were talking about all this silly, frivolous Mickey Mouse. So here you are. You're a business owner. You need to make a business decision. You need to decide how you're going to run your life. The topic of today's show you know, was supposed to be about essentially accomplishing of goals. But the emails I received over the last two days all point to the same fact that you aren't accomplishing your financial goals because you have no profit, because you don't have the financial discipline. It's not even that. You don't have the mental discipline to say no, because you are constantly looking for the easy button. <laughs> you are. That's what you're doing. I know that's what you're doing. You're losing all of your money to the easy button. Hey, Julie, there was a report that came out today. It was actually on Inman, and uh, this was very interesting. I, I mean, I, I'll, we'll republish part of this, but here it is. The average income for realtors um, – I always say that wrong – realtors, for those of you who want to correct me, I just did it myself. For 2017, the median income for all realtors – and this is the gross income – was $39,400, Okay. The net median income for all realtors was $26,000. Now, those have been the same crappy numbers for a long period of time. Why? So I would love to have them do a little study based on agents who just focus on being listing agents because then you'd see numbers that were upwards to $100,000, $200,000, $300,000, $500,000. But you know what? Those agents are, are too focused on making profit to fill out surveys from NARS, so they probably will never participate in those things. Mm -hmm. So listen, guys, I know I'm not completely drilling down on the points I was trying to make. My goal, Julie's goal, is to plant seeds so you can go back and start doing your own homework. Listen to all of our past shows. Just mentally and emotionally stay tuned in to the frequency that Julie and I are trying to broadcast in mentally and emotionally because we want all of you to be financially free. We want all of you to be, wake up at the end of the day and, or you wake up at the end of the day, well, some of you, I suppose, to basically be at the end of the day every day feeling accomplished, not feeling like, oh, my gosh, what did I do today? We want to make it so at the, end, you know, at the end of the year when you're looking back, you can say, look at the things I accomplished this year. It's not going to be you added your team members. It's not going to be you added a buyer's agent. It's not going to be you got your branding together. Who cares about all that? It's going to be you fully funded your retirement. You bought a rental property. You paid your car off. You took your family on two vacations. You, you fully paid your kids, um, what are they called, 529. You did all those things. You were a rock star. And guess what? You're not going to get an award. You're not going to get a plaque. No one's going to kiss your ass. You're going to go to an event, and no one's going to know your name. But you're going to be well off financially. You wouldn't have sold your financial, your step towards financial freedom for ego gratification. This is the core message that Julie and I want all of you guys to get because real estate can be an incredible blessing or it can be an absolutely deadly curse. It can be the worst thing to ever happen to you if you get confused, if you get overwhelmed. So have the courage to do the real work. Have the courage to keep your business focused on being of service to others. Have the courage to actually finally do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Okay? We're entering into a market where agents that are drilled down are going to clean up. Julie, do we have any, do we have any time for a point maybe? <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yes. Let's see. We're talking about actually accomplishing that for them. And by the way, I did kind of I this did, is harder. I did kind of summarize this a is, bunch of them. Yeah. No, but that's okay. And, you know, this is harder than just saying, hey, look at this new widget or wadget. I, I mean, you, we could Google that and present it to you. That would be the easy button for us. But we want to give you wings for the future and build your businesses, not just one widget at a time, but give you the real skill. So here's a point uh, in terms of getting what you want. Understand that there is a direct relationship between the number of people you have helped to accomplish their goals 
and the number of your own goals that you will accomplish, quite literally in real estate. There's a direct correlation because you can do that math. Use your average commission, the number of deals you must do to equal the revenue to fund your goals. And that will tell you specifically how many people you must help. When you look at it that way, it's predictable. You know exactly what you need to do. It keeps your head screwed on straight and it removes your ego. All good things. And of course, it does take skill to do that. And Tim, you said we're entering a market where the agents with skills will clean up. We're already seeing that. I see it every day in our premier coaching class with stories from the front line that these guys are competing. And because they had better comps, they had better information, they were, you know, previewing the last thing to the sell that might not have had multiple offers. They're already winning at that. Back to you. Well, I wonder if, I wonder if people understand that because so many people societally, and I've heard this, I've seen this, so have all of you. It's not abnormal nowadays for uh, rich people to feel the ire and disdain from people that aren't rich. And rich in your world could be different than it is in mine. But let's just say, how often have you been around people that hate on people that are successful? It happens all the time. Now, where we live now, it doesn't happen like that. But where we used to live, happened all the time. You know, if you have a nice little Porsche or something like that, and you live in Southern California, and you drive outside of the, you know, coastal areas, you're going you're gonna to catch the ire of a lot of people that are jealous. So here's what's fascinating to me. People are confused about how wealth is actually built. They think fundamentally they believe that in order for you to have something, you had to have taken it away from somebody else. A rich person is only rich because basically they took it away from somebody else. Isn't that sort of a very mm, progressive belief about wealth accumulation? It is. I'm trying not to be political here, but let's just keep it where it is. That is what it is. I know some of you are going to get mad at me for saying that. Get over it. Just think about what I'm saying here because the truth is, is that somebody has something for the most part or is experiencing something for the most part, you know, success at some level, because they helped enough other people accomplish their goals. That's it. So if someone is essentially jealous of somebody else, let's say an agent in your office, they go to your, Europe and they, you know, have a nice car and they have this whatever, and they have money, they bought rentals. They, so you're like, oh, I'm jealous of that person. Where does your mind go? Doesn't your mind go immediately to that person must have an inside lane? That, must person, that person must be getting business handed to them from some source. That person must be cheating the system or the, level, the playing field's not level. Maybe it's not level, but the reality of it is, is the agent or the person who is more successful than the other person is only more successful at the end of the day because they're helping other people. That's it, and they're helping more of them. So your level of success might be a, a, equate to having helped maybe 10 people sell a home or buy a home. Whereas if you look at a, the agent also in your office who's cleaning up, their uh, level of success, their lifestyle comes from having helped 50 people accomplish their real estate goals. That's how you need to think of this emotionally. That's the reason that Julie and I say this is a people helping business. When you get your mind wrapped around the fact that your job is to help somebody through the process, and it's not freaking easy, is it, to help somebody through the process of getting their home sold in that market, that means that you're going – in this market, that means you're going to have to learn a lot of things. You're going to have to learn a lot of psychological things. You're going to have to learn a lot of script things. You're going to have to learn, learn a lot of you know, presentation skills and objection handlers. You're going to have to actually drill down and become the best version of you as a salesperson. Salesperson is what you are. Don't fight that word. You are a salesperson. The, 
highest paid people in the history of history have always been salespeople. Anybody who's going to be successful at anything in life is a salesperson. A successful doctor is a salesperson. A successful anybody is a salesperson. Why is that such a big freaking deal for all of you to accept the fact that uh, being a great salesperson is, is, is noble, whereas being a shitty salesperson, is that is not. That is ignoble, correct? So why do I – let's think of a doctor. Does a doctor – uh, become not just an average normal doctor, a really successful doctor has to be good at helping people uh, cure their health problems, and by doing so, he or she has to be able to talk them into doing procedures in order to – now, some of you are saying, oh, Tim, they're just trying to run the bill up. Probably a little bit. There's some that there for sure. But at the end of the day, they still have to be able to talk you into doing a procedure that you'd rather not uh, want to do. You know who originally told me that? A cardiologist told me that, who was a real estate client, who had literally hundreds of residential properties, that's rental properties in Columbus, Ohio. A doctor told me that. He said, you and I are in the same business, Tim. I have to sell people under procedures, and you have to sell real estate. That's, he told me that little pearl back when I was in my early 20s. And I have to say it changed the trajectory of my life because it gave me permission to be a fantastic salesperson. I'm extending that gift to all of you. So when you see somebody who is successful, who is healthy, who is happy, who is all these other things, don't think, oh, they have superior genetics or don't think they're born on the right side of the tracks or don't think they have better education. Don't be lazy and allow yourself to rationalize your less than lifestyle because that some person somehow is cheating or had an advantage that you didn't. Now, sometimes they do. A lot of people are born on third and act like they hit homers. I've been surrounded by people that my entire life, as of many of you, but it doesn't matter. You could still outwork them, outsmart them, outskill them. You could still outmaneuver them. They're the easiest ones to beat. But here's the moral of the story. Ask yourself if you honestly see successful people as being greater contributors to society if that's too bold of a statement, you can scale that back however you want to, but being greater contributors, and that's the reason they enjoy a higher quality of existence on this planet. That's the correlation that Julie was trying to get you to believe. There's a direct correlation to the number of people that you help accomplish their goals and the number of goals in your own life that you will accomplish. For me, when I figured that out, that was liberating. That was like, uh, the biggest epiphany, aha moment, whatever woo-woo thing you guys want to say. But for me, it was an NBA in life when that doctor took the time to sort of explain that to me. I thought that was profound. Do you? Should you? Are you resisting? Why are you resisting? Because you don't want to do the work. That's why. You don't like what I'm saying because on the other side of it will be having to take 100% full responsibility for what you don't have in life. And that's hard for a lot of you. Of course it is, because now you're going to have to say, okay, the reason I don't have more money isn't because of anybody or anything else. It's because of me. The reason I'm not experiencing this and the reason I haven't done that, the reason I'm not whatever is because of me. The reason I don't have the relationships I want in life is because of me. The reason I don't have – you guys get it here? Very stoic way of looking, of looking at life, I realize, but it's also true because when you take full responsibility, it gives you power. Now nobody, Now you're in control. Okay, fine. I get it, Tim. 
I get it. The reason I'm not necessarily experiencing this, or the reason I used to have all these goals and dreams I set for myself when I was a kid, and I've sort of set them aside, tried to forget about them as much as I can, is because if I rekindled those dreams, then I'd have to figure out how to actually go and accomplishing them. Then I'd have to learn how to do it. You have the skills necessary. Then I'd have to accept the fact that I have to do what I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it at the highest level. Yep, all those things are true. Is it worth it? Hell yeah, it's worth it. Why? Because you only live once and you're dead a real long time. Is really being lazy that better of a payoff than living this life that you had envisioned for yourself? If you lost contact with the vision you had for yourself, get it back. <laughs> you know, Lack of exposure kills all of us. Get it back. Go some, read some books. Read some magazines. Whatever you got to do to really reconnect with thinking big, do it. Maybe this podcast helped you. Maybe that's what you're doing by staying tuned in with Julie and I. Maybe it is, and I appreciate that. And we'll continue to do our best to help you um, operate at a higher level, a higher state of consciousness for those of you who are in the woo-woo state yourselves, woo-woo being this whole mindset thing, which, as you guys know, we're not big fans of because so much of it's fakery. But big picture here, this is about you. This is about you accomplishing your goals. This is about you taking responsibility for what you haven't accomplished in life. I know there's a changing market. I know some of you are freaking out. I know some of you are worried. Good. You should be. That's your intuition telling you that you're not prepared. Get prepared. Many of you still have time. We talked about the phases of the real estate reset, phase one, two, three, four, and five. A lot of the country is in phase two. A lot of the country is moving to phase three. Are you going to essentially wait to see if what we told you is true as the market starts to really shift and you're realizing your business just evaporates? Guys, it's going to happen fast in your markets. Many of your markets, it's going to be completely different in the next 90 days. I promise you. I promise you, you need to get prepared. Take this seriously. We can help. That's what we do. This podcast, hopefully, is getting you going, pointed in the right direction. Many of you are ready to take the next level. Stop procrastinating, guys. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you want to speak directly to Julie and I, just email us, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys know we read all your emails. Please try to keep them short. So if you've got a question, just ask a question. You don't need to give us your history or the preamble or the, you know, the state of the weather and where you live or you know, what color socks you're wearing. Just ask your question, and we can get you pointed in the right direction. If you're a coaching client and you have a question, chances are we're going to respond directly linking you to the answer that already is awaiting you inside Premier Coaching. Speaking of which, make sure you attend the call every day live. It's a semi-private coaching call hosted by Julie. And she's there right now waiting for all of you. So if you're in Premier Coaching, it's always a better experience to attend that session live so you can interact directly with her. You can ask questions. She answers virtually all the questions every single time. So go there and talk with Head Coach Julie, right? <laughs> the rest of you, if you need us for anything, Tim at TimandJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimandJulieHarris.com. Hey, look, guys, you've got a fantastic day. Go back. And I know a lot of you are doing this. And listen to all the po past podcasts. They're on iTunes. They're on Stitcher. They're on TimandJulieHarris.com. They're on, I don't know, it's a billion, billions, billions of other um, easy iPod or I, what are we talking about? Podcast listening devices. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.